Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Chicago's Afternoon News. I'm Lisa Dent, Steve Bertrand, Mary Kevin. We are all here and big news about the NCAA uh, and their transgender policy. We've got Nancy Hogshead-McCarr on the phone. Did I get that last name right, Nancy? It's fine. It's Maycar. 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 It's fine, yeah. So, former Olympic athlete, tell everybody about your Olympic career. Sure. I was on the national team for uh, actually nine years, from 1975 all the way until um, until 1984, where I won three gold medals in the 1984 Olympics. Amazing. Uh, congratulations. That's just so much work. I can't imagine what it takes to get there. The NCAA announced a new policy Wednesday in which eligibility requirements for transgender athletes will be determined by each sport's national governing body. How do you feel about that? Well, on the one hand, I'm really grateful that they are going to be having the policies be reflected by science instead of just some hypothesis of well, it's fine if transgender women are able to participate in the girls' category. I'm really grateful that they're going to be start listening to science. Um, on the other hand, the policy that USA Swimming has um, is it's very lax, meaning that uh, the 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 amount of testosterone that um, a transgender woman is allowed to have in their body is about. You know, it's just sort of a, a low point for a cisgendered male. It's in the normal range of men's testosterone range. It's nowhere near where the women's range is. And a lot of this surrounds one particular swimmer. I mean, really, when it comes to public debate, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were all told, oh, this will never happen. Transgender athletes will never take over women's sports. But uh, now we've got Leah Thomas, who's at the University of Pennsylvania, and she's been competing as a male for three years, and now she's competing as a female. And apparently she's she's complied with all the NCAA rules, and, and we'll see if she's complying with uh, the, the USA Swimming rules. But, um, yeah, she very well at this national coming up could break Katie Ledecky's records. So the new policy sets a testosterone level, but you just think the testosterone level is too high? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, so I mean, we, we so we created women's sports to keep men out, right? That that we we don't sex segregate. We as a society, almost anywhere, right? Restrooms and and sports, and that's about it. Maybe prisons, but for the most part. Uh, when it comes to employment or uh, the classroom or you know, public accommodations, right? We we don't sex segregate. But the reason why we sex segregate is to give girls and women an equal opportunity to be able to participate. So when a transgender uh, person, a transgender woman, wants to compete in the girls and women's category, it is fair to ask them to mitigate what male puberty gives somebody athletically. And what it gives them is it's about 11% faster 
right? When you look at like the times that it takes to be able to make it onto the to the NCAA nationals or to USA nationals or to the Olympic trials, right? It's about 11%, a little bit more in the sprints, a little bit less than the distance events. But, um, and Leah has only mitigated her times by about two and a half percent in the 200 freestyle and about 5% in the 500 freestyle. That's just not mitigation. That, that is, that is a, she, Leah, Leah Thomas is working with a bigger sports advantage than the East German women had that I had to compete against back in the 80s. Uh, this is Nancy Hogshead Makar. She's a former Olympic athlete, and we're talking about the NCAA transgender policy. Uh, some people say that this new policy is complex and that it might be impossible for them to follow. Do you agree with that? Um, I, I agree that it might not be possible for a transgender woman to be able to mitigate what male puberty has given them. And I'll give you an example. When I was training, if I tested positive once for uh, steroids, performance-enhancing drugs, I would have been banned for four years. If I was tested positive twice, then I would have been banned for life. Not because I couldn't be redeemed, but because they would assume that my body had made certain changes that would make me competing against other women unfair moving forward. So the question is, is it, is it possible to mitigate? what, what I, I'm a lawyer, and what I was told uh, 10 years ago as the trans advocates were kind of ahead of women's advocates. And what, what I was told was that one year of gender-affirming hormones would make somebody be at the same level that they would have been had they not transitioned. In other words, that if somebody was ranked 25th in, uh, and when they were competing as a male, they would go on these drugs, they would reduce their testosterone, and they would be ranked roughly 25th in the women's category. Leah's showing us that that's not true. She was ranked um, like, you know, over 400th in the 200 freestyle, and now she's number one in the country. Okay, I have a couple of questions, if you don't mind. And I feel, in fairness, <laughs> I should tell you, I have a transgender daughter. Um, Excellent. Yeah, I, I have you. a transgender family member as well. Perfect. So... You seem to be maybe saying two things, like you think the levels are too high and you would favor them if they could be brought down, but then you also then said that you didn't think they could ever be brought down. So it sounds like you might be saying that you don't think transgender women would ever be in a position where they could compete. Could you clarify that? Yeah, sure. So what what I'm saying is is that um, if it turns out that, uh, that that a transgender athlete can't do that, then we need to change sport so that I would agree a thousand percent that we need to make sure that we have a place for everybody in sport. But to put them just willy-nilly into the women's category and say, here, just compete. We're not going to change sport. You compete in the women's category. It's not fair. And is so Leah... Are there, when you, I'm sorry, are there other Leahs? I mean, is are there other transgender women swimming and she by far is an outlier or is her numbers or her records typical? Um, I think so what we were told, you know, years ago is like, oh, don't worry. They're not going to be taking over women's sports. And now we have Leah Thomas who could break the great Katie Ledecky's records. She could break Missy Franklin's records. So just, just the fact that there's one, like, so somebody who tests positive, 
for performance enhancing drugs, they're disqualified whether or not they get first place or last place. But my question because though is just to, and, and yeah. we're running out of time, but I mean, are yeah. there 50 transgender swimmers and they're all at Leah's pace or are there no others to compare her to? You see what I'm saying? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so yeah, for, for now, there's nobody else for her to compete with. So one of our suggestions, I'm part of the Women's Sports Policy Working Group, to have her compete exhibition and to have her be able to swim amazing times, have everybody clap for her, but her time would not displace another woman. There's only 18 out of 40 women on the Penn team get to be able to compete and would um, her time wouldn't um, wouldn't be able to break any records. But everybody would be able to be supportive of her. Right now, she's making all of the, the parents and the, the swimming community is furious. She's doing transgender people no favors by, by doing something is not fair. People can look at it and say, it's just not fair. And, and, and um, you know, but, but we have to change sports. And we have to um, figure out ways to have transgender athletes be able to participate. Well, this is just the very beginning of the conversation, but thank you for initiating it. Uh, that is uh, that is something we're going to talk more about. Nancy Hogshead McCarr, thank you for joining us on Chicago's Afternoon News. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.